Let's just sit here and dance, Scott. Here's What's up, dancing? Scott Goyette? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, welcome to the Unfiltered Experience. It's Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's a brand new year. It's 2023. We appreciate you guys for being here live or on the replay. My name is Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, and I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful brother, wearing a black shirt today, black Mr. Shirts. Scott David Goyette. What's up, man? How are you doing, beautiful human being? You? Man, I'm just floating through the universe. I'm blazing trails. And sometimes when you're blazing those trails, you're out in front of the others and uh, there's an aloneness to it. And so I'm just uh, just doing a lot, man. How about you? You doing a lot? Are you high? That sounds that sounds better. <laughs> you're, you're blazing trails, man. Like you fucking bogarting that shit. Give it a pass it over. Pass you, it over. You know, it's funny. I know we're in the same boat. It's the polar opposite. It's it's like right now I was looking at some good bottles of wine and, you know, I like to grab a bottle of wine. I'm like, no, I need to be present. I need to be in the moment. I need to move through things. My as much as I want, like any kind of an escape, I'm not taking it. I'm staying very present. But I want to leave and grab a bottle of wine. It's not yeah. going to do it. So I got. Well, it is our Friday night show, but as always, usually in the beginning of the year, we try to we try to be healthier. I'm actually doing my cleanse this year. I'm not doing it just to my birthday in February. I'm doing it until uh, April 1st. So I'm going to go a full three months, no booze, no sugar, no gluten, no wheat. I'm prepared, man. I'm coming out like Rocky. Let's go. Let's go. Just got to get over this best. COVID shit. It's, it's, I mean, like, you know, I was literally, I was just driving back from the gym and I was thinking about, it. I'm like, you know, we've really set up this, this process of how we do something so we can do something else instead of just being the best. Like, you know, we, we, we literally, I mean, I'm going to the gym. My norm is, oh, I just worked out. I did a lot of stuff. I had a good night's sleep. I'll have a bottle of wine while we do this. Like there's all this, like, I, I know that we're in this dualistic existence, but we don't have to beat ourselves up back and forth. We can choose to be in a great place. And it's it's weird that we've decided that we need a drink or we need an escape. We don't need to escape this beautiful world if we've created it right. Mm -hmm. it's, so true. But, and I'm going to put the but, even though you don't do that, but we've done a really good job of lying to ourselves collectively. Uh -huh. Oh, so, yeah. It's so interesting you say that. I was doing a walk and talk earlier today talking about that, talking about our focus and the choices that we make and the fact that we sometimes have to run away to our short-term gratifications to, to escape our life. But at the end of the day, if we're not happy with our life, those are our choices and we have to our, ourselves to, to blame, so to speak, on that. And then we have to make different choices for that. And so I, I like that, you know, just to continue to strive to be your best. That's what I'm gonna do here in 2023. I think 2023 for, for me is really gonna be a transformative year as I get older, as I'm going to be 54 next month is like, okay, I can't, I'm not a kid anymore. I can't sit there and party, you know, seven days a week and do all that shit and eat cheeseburgers all the time. I got to be very intentional because I want to be here for another 40, 50 years to see my kid have kids and be a, be a dirty old grandpa and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that you're old grandpa. We got Mary Kay in the house. What's up, baby? We have Mary Kay and I have, have been having lots of conversations today. Thank you for being here. We got Glenda right in the house. What's up, Glenda? Thank you for hey, being Glenda. here. We got Robert's in the house. He says, greetings, Christopher and Scott. We're excited for an amazing show with you guys tonight. Uh, Robert says, play that funky music, white boy. Oh, you call me a white boy. Wait until summertime. I'll be a, I'll be a moderately white boy. There you go. <laughs> the tan lines. We appreciate you guys again being here, whether you're on the, the, the live stream or on the replay or listening to us on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. And as always, this is a conversation with you guys. We're sitting at a bar. We're sitting in a coffee shop, having a great conversation. So if you have questions, you want to chime in with us. Of course, you can do exactly that. You can type your comments in. Let us know that you're here. Let us know where you're coming in from. Let us know how your 2023 is going for uh, already on the sixth day. 
appreciate you guys being here. And with that, we're going to introduce uh, this amazing individual I met uh, last year. It's crazy to say last year, but in 2022 and early 2022, I went to the Power We Symposium in Chicago. I was there as a guest speaker, as the at-home uh, present presenter or whatever you want to want to call it. And I ran across a lot of interesting people, a lot of beautiful people. And one of those people uh, was a lady named Dominique Rivera. She's also known as the Oracle of Apollo. And in the conversations that we had, you know, she was really along the lines of where you're at, Scott, you know, spiritual realms and, and a lot of stuff, quite honestly, that I'm new to. So I'm going to enjoy this conversation coming at it from a beginner standpoint and kind of learn more about what it is that you guys are all into. And uh, hopefully we can share that message with everybody who's watching and listening, because right now God's honest truth. God's honest truth. Look at this spontaneity. Um, I just started reading this book. I nice. never really wanted to read this yeah, book, but I'm part of a book club. So we're reading Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. And I just literally just read chapter one and it's uh, it's all in the same vein. So it's all happening in alignment. So if you guys all will put your hands together and please welcome to the Unfiltered Experience, the Oracle. What's going on? How are you doing, sweetheart? Hey, everybody. Thank you so much you? for having me, Chris. Nice to meet you, Scott. So excited to be here in the Unfiltered Experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's where that, the unfiltered experience is where you can say anything, be who you are, and we'll have a great time doing it. So thank you for being here and appreciate you. How is your day going, my dear? It's Friday. It's a beautiful day out, hopefully in your neighborhood. You're in Pennsylvania, right? I am in currently in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and it is 40 something degrees here. We actually had a fake, I'm going to call it a Florida day yesterday. It was like 60 in the nighttime. And I was like, wow, this is what it must feel like in Florida we never get that it's always just cold here mm. oh, yeah no thank you i'm in southern california we actually got a shit, shit ton of rain in the last seven days today the sun was out so i've been in bed with COVID for last uh, today's day seven um and i went out for a beautiful walk and it was so the sun was shining i got my vitamin d so i am blessed to be here where the sun is and thank you for coming in where you're at so without any further ado just to, to introduce us to or introduce yourself to our to our uh crew and to ourselves talk to us about who you are and what it is that you want to share tonight on the show Awesome. Thank you. So my name is Dominique Rivera. I am the Oracle of Apollo. I am a psychic medium, trance medium. I am an integrated energy therapy uh, master teacher and Reiki master teacher. And basically I'm a channel. So what I do is I can process an understanding or what, rather I translate energy into words so that other people can explain or understand what is happening within their physiology, within their cellular memory, and then we can also shift that energy so that we can leave the fragmented self and become more of our whole self, mm -hmm. as well as I bring messages from your ancestors and crossover loved ones, because a uh, medium is the person who brings evidence that consciousness continues after we leave the corporeal form, and yeah, and your loved ones are with you guys, and I've been doing this professionally since since 2014 um and i met chris and he was a fantastic human being he was also on my show divine encounter supernatural stories every wednesday night but we're taking a break until next week we come back for season four so nice. yeah that's me in a nutshell me in a nutshell <laughs> so what got what, what, what got well thank you for that what got you started in 2014 and doing this type of work and what type of things were you doing before Okay, so I used to be in the military for about nine years in the Army, and I was a track vehicle mechanic. Thank you. Um, after, not related, but after my, my service, thank you. Uh, after my service, I wanted up getting a condition called dysautonomia. So basically, the central nervous system basically just rewired itself and stopped communicating with itself. So everything that is autonomic, which means autonomous, automatic, inside the body, the things that we don't, we don't govern, like our heart rate, uh, the way we sweat, 
um, our adrenals, all of those things that the body just does on its own basically just went haywire. So I would pass out multiple times a month. Um, I had cognitive impairment. So there was time as I was nonverbal, I couldn't understand where I was. I couldn't take care of myself, bathe myself, feed myself. And I had an awakening. I had an awakening. So I had been bedridden for several weeks already at, at the point. And I had my first vision. And by my first vision, I mean the first vision that I accepted. Mm, <laughs> nice. And it was from, yeah, yeah. And this was a green floating orb. Within this green floating orb, I was telling my mom, I was like, I'm seeing this green floating orb. Um, I don't know what it is. And she's like, oh, my God, maybe you have brain cancer because that's a sign of uh, seeing life is a sign of brain cancer. And for Valentine's Day that year, I was gifted this book called The Idiot's Guide to Connecting with Your Angels. And at the time, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) somebody's making million dollars on a whole bunch of stupid people. Mm. And right when I opened this book, where does it land me? I just slipped in and opened it. And this surge of energy came out. And I was so perplexed. I was like, what the hell is this thing? I could feel heat coming out. I lifted the book, you know, like on a summer day when you can see the heat actually come off the ground. Um, I'm lifting this book and I see heat coming off this book. I'm like, what is happening right now? And in this chapter, it was the colors of the angels. And it said, green free floating orb is from Angel Raphael who comes to those who seek healing. And in that day, I recalled, I'm like, oh, I remember that day I was surrendering, although in my mind, I was panicking. I was like, let me, you know, universe, God, if there is a God, I was pleading and I was um, bargaining to the universe. If there is a God, either give me all the problems in my family for me to carry, which I know now is not right. Mm-hmm. Give me all the problems for me to carry or teach me a solution to help me heal my family. Because at the same time, my dad, he became, um, he busted out both his knees from his job so he could no longer Ooh. work. He's working 19 years. And now suddenly the manliest man of my life, you know, who could do anything, who was uh, unstoppable, all of a sudden can't do anything. And at the same time, my sister was diagnosed with a blood cancer. And mm-hmm. here I am, bedridden, nonverbal at this point hmm. and I'm just crying because I had I sometimes you couldn't even cognize your own thoughts or simulate your own thoughts because it was like jumbled and that's when I saw that orb and that's when I came to the understanding it was Raphael and very shortly after that um, I started to hear him and it started to lead me down this path first it was tell other people about me and I'm like how how am I going to tell other people about me, about you? No one's going to believe me. This sounds crazy. And I started meeting people at a park. And I was like, all right, I don't know anything about nothing. So let's color mandalas. And that's those little, um, those mm-hmm. little shapes uh, with the, as, as a matter of fact, hold on. Let me, let me spin, let me spin y'all around to, wait, there's my bed. And that's mm-hmm. a mandala, that thing on the wall right there. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm meeting people at the park we're coloring in mandalas because i don't know what else that i'm supposed to be doing at this point summer passes and there's like 30 or 40 people coming to this park speaking to me when i don't know nothing about nothing then then rafael says go open a center i'm like what (laughs) i have no money you think you're going crazy (laughs) i yes i for a very short period of time i thought i was going crazy but it was the thing was Everyone has an opinion. 
But even with everyone's outlook of what was happening to me, it was still happening to me. It was still ultimately my responsibility of what I wanted to do with this information, no matter the outlook of what it was. And no matter whatever story they were painting, there was so much information I started finding out there that it wasn't just me, that it was hundreds and thousands and millions of people who have had these kinds of experiences. So I listened. I opened a wellness center with, I'm not even effing kidding you right now, with $5 in my pocket. And I'm telling you, it was because my ex-boyfriend's mother's boyfriend's best friend had a, had a building that was closed for 10 years, connected to his main building, which was called Ox Camera Store. His family had for 67 years, and he closed half the building down. And he let me borrow it. And he says, you know what? You don't need a down payment. You don't need to give me nothing. Just try it for a month or something. And if it doesn't work for you, no harm, no foul. That got me into this space. We ran this center for six years with not even a freaking sign on the door because I couldn't afford it. Not even with a sign on the door. We treated, I taught 2,000 classes in those six years. Thousands of people came through our doors. Thousands of healings happened in this space. And ultimately led me to pilgrimage across the world that ultimately healed myself from a condition that I only had 20% chance of ever getting better from. A woman who couldn't walk 15 feet by herself, stand 10 minutes by myself. I have traveled the world listening through these messages of spirit that once were creating constant challenges in my reality to the moment of acceptance and ease and flow. And because I am in now in that ease and flow, I can help guide other people into their ease and flow because I believe that there's only two ways to live your life. One, believing there are no miracles. And two, believing everything is a miracle. And there's no fucking <laughs> yes. person on the face of this planet that could tell Amen. me otherwise. I, I, I'm with you on that one. Sold. Sold to the guy in the corner of the black shirt. <laughs> There's two black shirts. What do you think about that, Scott? You were sold, that's, that's 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 right. That's right up your alley, man. So I'm gonna. I don't. I, I don't understand most of what she said, but I get it. So here's a just a share a little bit, and then I'm, I have a question for you too. So my big belief, and I think it's in line, and we it's just a matter of you know semantics with wording. Is I always help people find their brilliance, what lights them up. So you were lit up in the moment you connected with Raphael, and your brilliance was the sharing of these messages to heal. Even your friends, brother-in-laws, cousins, buddies, whoever that had the, the place, um, he was lit up in that moment to share with you. And what the, the illusion of this existence that I see is that we're supposed to be cogs in this matrix, in this existence. So we're supposed to do A plus B plus B, you know, C to just do this. But we have brilliance that you have to look inside to find and deliver. Tell me what your thoughts are on that. And, and I'd even love your feedback, too. Am I following my brilliance? Is Chris following his brilliance? Are we in the right place? Because I feel lit up, but then there's days where I'm like, wait a second, did I take a wrong turn? So two-part question, right. you know, one, the brilliance, and two, are we all doing it? Yeah, great one. Right. So I feel that we live in this duality realm, right? So mm-hmm. if we start to look at these stories that we ingest within ourselves, that make us feel bad. It, it obscures our light. It's kind of like, I like to think of it as you being inside of a car and kids coming to egg your car on Halloween night, whatever that's called, mischief night, right? So our, our patterning 
tells us how much of that eggs of mischief night we actually gain onto the vehicle that we are inside of because our consciousness, our spirit, our higher self, our greatest version of ourselves, there's so many words for this, the over self lives inside of this borrowed, limited vehicle that has a limited understanding of our world because ego, which is not someone who is vain, that's not what ego means in this case. Ego is the driver. It is the observer inside of our body that is witnessing the environment in which we are in. What happens is we say, that person makes me mad. That situation is unfair. Now, I challenge this. Isn't that person making you mad or baiting you? Some people call it baiting you, courting you. We have these words for this trigger me or is it you can say well then who is it and chris might say well if it's not them it's me and then even that i say is it really you chris or is it your ego it's the ego who is the witness who is the observer inside the physical corporeal form that that uses its frame of reference which is limited and biased from the past and creates a story that feeds our mind that story perpetuates, let's call it an electricity, an energetic exchange. The moment you start to think, it's not benign. It has weight. It has a voltage. And what that voltage does, it communicates with our emotional body, which then creates a feeling. That feeling creates an imprint. That imprint creates a ripple inside of the quantum field, which is everything around us and which we are always and constantly inside of, if you think of it as a pool of water, it's like a stone being thrown into the water. And you might say, well, if we throw that stone into the water, it creates a ripple effect. But what happens to the water? And you might say, well, the water eventually turns placid and the ripples stop. Yes, and the water is forever changed because that stone is now within it. So we have to be graceful in that moment of change. But at times, it's easier to go back to the familiar, the trigger, the story. And then that's when we get caught up in that patterning and it just stays in a cycle. And we, the ego, stays in a cycle. So as long as the mind is governing, which it always will, so this is why mindset and learning and educating ourselves in the sense of the whole, the body, the mind, the spirit, and as long as that's in charge, it will always tell us how to respond. And then it's our choice to choose if that response is accurate for our story. And at times we do, and it obscures and dims our light. So I think that's, that's is that answering your first question? Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I love it. I love it. And I love your um, explanation of the ego and the self and, you know, like, cause we can go all day on that. I think people get very confused with that. Talk some one of the things I always do too, when I hear something that I truly feel is, there's probably people going, I think I get it, but do I get it? Talk a tiny minute, a tiny bit more, because I love this concept and I share this a lot too. Talk a little bit more about what that means to be the witness, the observer. Because mm -hmm. when people hear that, I think that I, I know when I teach this, it gets confusing for people. I want to hear your verbiage on that because you know I'm always trying to do it like just show a visual, go observer, you know, so they can kind of do it, go, what does observer look like? What is that to you when you're speaking of observer? That's a great question. So when I when I explain to my clients, you have to be the witness or the observer. It means to detach. Um, in tarot, if anybody is 
savvy with that. In tarot, there's a card called the hangman. And this story, we're gonna, we're gonna gear up to the Vikings a little bit here. We're gonna gear up to Odin, who is in the mythology of Norse mythology. He wants to gain knowledge. So what he does in exchange for knowledge, because nothing is free, in exchange, which we call sacred reciprocity, he gives his left eye in exchange for the knowledge that he is seeking. So there is, this, there is this very mythological tree that has all this knowledge, the world tree. He hangs upside down to change his perspective of the world. So he sacrifices, and then he takes an action that allows him to hang upside down. They spear him. Now he's in pain and suffering during his perspective shift, just like a lot many of us. We have to suffer for many of us, not everyone, but for many of us, it's until we're sick of being sick that yep. then we take an action, that then we make a change. So this is when our perspective changes. And for nine days, he hung upside down with his perspective changed to become enlightened, to understand knowledge. So we have to detach ourselves from the ego story. And how do we do that? I like to use this little exercise, um, and I'll frame it this way. If you're talking to your best friend or if you're speaking to your child and you explain to them or they explain to you the same circumstance that you're now going through, whatever is causing your suffering. And I'm going to use this air quotes because suffering is a choice. Pain is upon us, but how long we stay within that pain is our choice. True. And um, you might say, well, I'll give them this beautiful sentiment. And then I'll say to you, well, why don't you take your own guidance? What is it that why can't you take your own guidance? And that is because you say, but, and, because, <laughs> right? And we start to justify why we are feeling the way we are feeling. So you have to think about it as a third party looking into your life and giving that perspective from a third party perspective. And for me, this is the witness, the observer, because I'm not using my biased, limited sense of frame of reference to explain something. I'm That's stepping out of that emotion so that I can explain it so we all understand it. Yeah, I like that. I like exactly that is step outside to a clean space of bias being removed. Cause that's that's literally, I think is, is the thing. Cause I don't think we really trust that we have this bias. And when I say we, I mean the collective we, you know, most times I'm speaking to somebody they're like, oh, I'm not biased. I'm looking at what's real, or I see what it is. And I'm like, <laughs> stop it, stop yeah. it. Information like, bias, right? Just, uh, yeah, come on now. Listen, even when I think I'm being like totally unbiased, I'm I'm thinking from the ego. I'm thinking biased. I mean, it's just the reality. I might, you know, listen to all the, you know, pieces, the, you know, um, pieces of the equation and think, oh, I'm looking at it fairly. But come on. I mean, I've got experience that brought me to this being in this present moment. Of course, it's biased. So it's true. Yeah. So I have a question. So when you're talking about that being the, the observer from or the witness what are some ways for people who are new to this to be able to make that transition to go from that witness to the observer seat because i'm actually literally in the in the first chapter of this book it talked about that it talked about the observer and then i don't know if you're familiar with michael sing michael singer who wrote the untethered soul and the surrender experiment he talks a lot about it's probably my first area aside from scott where i got a, initiated to that he goes you're not you're not in the minutiae he goes he, he kind of like i pictured it like this but i'm a very visual person like we think we're in the minutiae we think we're in all this chaos and everything else he goes what would it feel like if you just step back and that was there and you were watching it and that was my first real taste of like 
okay, I'm not all this. I can actually sit back and go, wow, that's really interesting. Do I really need to take that personally? Do I really need to take that within myself? So talk to us about that transition from going from witness to the observer space. Okay, so first we have to understand, I'm gonna bring the four agreements in here. And yeah, um, impeccable, impeccable speech, right? So first yep. we have to understand that we need to be real and truthful, okay? And that's hard for a lot of us. Mm, yep. So if we can't come from that space, and we're, we still like, well, I still lie to myself, I'm still making this story about it, then I say detach from the emotional space. So how do I detach from the emotional space? I have to give it away. I have to give it away. And what does that mean? If I'm angry and I'm rageful, scream your fucking guts out until you stop feeling the peak of that emotion. Wow. And you're like, wait, wait, Oracle, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yes. I like it. Express it. Let it out of, let it out of your body. If you're more of a person who can withdraw into yourself, then for you, I would say, sit down and meditate until you are so calm, you are not reactive to the story. So that way you can make an empowered heart space decision where mind and heart combine. Mm -hmm. If you're a person who feels somatically, physically, sensationally, then what I would say is move the energy up to the thymus bring earth energy up to the thymus, cosmic energy down to the thymus and meet it in the middle. If you're a person that is visual, and we're going through all the senses here because different people learn different ways. So not one thing is gonna work for everybody. If you're a visual person, write it out, draw it out, color it out. Or do you have to move your body? Get to a space where you feel you have come to homeostasis, where you are not responding with a big expansive peaking of emotion to what you're trying to witness. Otherwise, that story and that bias is just gonna keep coming and then you're gonna keep repeating the pattern. You have to find, you have to know you or learn to know you or try to figure out you so that way you can get balanced. And then from that space, you can really sit with it and take a step back. Because when you're in the fire, you only feel heat. Yep. That's, that's it. When you're in that fire, that's all you can see. You're so close, your, your eyelashes are burning, you smell like burnt hair, you know, your eyes hurt, they're dry. And if I said, hey, do you see that guy behind the fire? You're gonna be like, no, I don't see him because you're too damn close. So you gotta calm down your fire before you can step into that space. And that is up to our own unique experience on how that looks. If you're a person who's very anxious, then I say, why don't you go try cold plunging, the Wim Hof method, taking breaths, uh, restorative yoga, find something to move and shift that energy until you're balanced. And then that way you can reflect. And at times, if we're too stagnant for too long, it's like, but I don't want to do any of those things. Oh, it's, it's so hard to move my body because I'm so depressed and I'm so heavy. And I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna like kid around. I just went through some serious, massive heartbreak. And even with all my tools, with all my knowing, it was like dragging myself up and out back into that space. So to remind yourself, what is it that I love to do? And even though right now I don't feel like it, when did, what, if you let your feelings govern your whole life, how would you ever be successful? <laughs> mm -hmm. They're meant to be processed, yes. not meant to be compartmentalized and held onto. Like what you just said about the screaming or the anger, I mean, I, I, I push that like crazy, like in forgiveness, like screaming out, dump that anger, dump that sorrow, dump that shame, dump that guilt, like, like 
do it till you feel so depleted that you're like, what were we talking about again? <laughs> no, that's, right. what I do so music, that's what I do music for. Yeah. So the tears stop rolling, to the to the breath is gone, to there's no more voice left in your body. What happens is people perceive spiritual people that some kind of weird pedestal thing where we just need to hurry up and get through an emotion. Why no did you need to hurry up and get through? There is no bypassing. You're in the tunnel of faith. And you put yourself in that tunnel of faith because at some point you pray for something and something else has to move out of the damn way for you to get there. And now that you're there in the hard work, you're like, I don't like it. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too hard. <laughs> you I know, but, you. and you, you're, it's not up to you to see the end of the tunnel. No. Because guess what? That damn tunnel is dark as fuck. All right. <laughs> and you don't know how many steps you need to get through that tunnel, but through each step, guess what? Your your calves start to look a little sexier because they get a little bit more they get a little bit more refined. <laughs> that booty starts to get a little bit more booty delicious because you're walking, you're walking your talk. Yeah. And then eventually, when you stop carrying all that extra baggage that was holding you through that damn tunnel for so long and making that walk excruciating and hard and long, that's when you see the light. That is when you when that little that little opening comes through. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's, that was it's up beautiful. to us, and we we can have support, we can have a witness, and we can have friends. But it's ultimately up to you. It is your journey. It is your package. You have to sign off on this story card, your life. And only you can do that. How long mm-hmm. is it going to take? That's up to you. Amen, sister. I'm so glad you came on the show. Mic drop. Mic drop. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> I love that. So when you're talking about that, the first one of the things that comes into my mind is kind of like going back. I always go try to go back to the root of the, of the situation to really solve for that instead of the symptom. When I think about this, I think about self-love and I think about the capacity for ourselves to really truly love ourselves. And I see so much of that in humanity right now. I see everybody like just angered and so pissed off and they're looking externally for that internal validation to make themselves feel more complete. Like when I get this, then I'll feel this and then I'll have self-love, I'll have the respect. As long as I had the adornment of all my fans, then I feel love. How can we get back to a center, a place of truly loving ourselves as we are and then be able to exponentially outwardly go out there and, and share that with the world? You know, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to bring Tony Robbins into this. I know there's some people with some unpopular opinions around him, but he's pretty, he's cool in my book. Yeah, I like. Tony. And I heard him talk about this same thing. And I agree with what he said. And this is something that in my own practice, I have learned from other people as well. Sometimes we just can't. Sometimes we're incapable of self-love. So in the meanwhile, we can affirm all we want, but do we believe it? We can journal all we want, but will we, will it impact us? Will we see the depth or will we stay on the surface because we're too afraid to look beneath because it would just be too jarring. He talks about when you, you can't love you, be of service, be so much of service and put so much love, give so much love to the world. And I'm not talking about codependency. I'm talking about doing things that really matter. All right. That at some point, all you will receive, and I know this is going to be external validation, but y'all got to go with me on this one for a minute. You will receive so many feedback back that eventually it will stick inside of you. And you're like, wait, maybe I'm not that much of a shitty human being. True. Maybe I'm not that bad of a person. Look at all this work I'm, I'm doing. So sometimes we have to just give of ourselves because it might just be that we have 10% of love for, for ourselves. Okay. But what if we took that and fertilized it? Might not be in our own garden, but it's in someone else's garden. But you know what? It's fertile anyways. Then we can harvest that 
and whatever we consume, we are. We can harvest that, consume it, and eventually it will grow within ourselves. Beautiful. So when Thank you. you. So this is what I. This is how I feel about this because I've I've just seen it. There's people who are just you know bipolar or or strictly depressed or or chronically da, 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 you know like so. This goes on. It takes it takes it takes action. It takes just yeah. action. Just do. Just do the same way when you need to be angry and scream until you can't do until you start to see the reflection is real because you're gonna start to see yourself and all these people that you're you're helping and assisting and witnessing. And that's that's that Beautiful. starts the whole thing with awareness anyway. Like you've got like one of the things I'll teach, it's the love model. It's listen, observe, voice and empathize. And so I'm not asking you. Well, no, I take that back. I am asking you to enhance your self-love and increase your self-love, but I don't expect it to happen in five seconds. There's a process to get there. And so it's listening to self and others. And so you're doing things where you're seeing the reflection. It's observing your needs plus observing the needs of others and taking that action. So as I'm saying, I know I need to drink more water. I know I get rest. I know I need to take care of myself. There's a reflection to that. And so I'll be teaching the other part. And I say, well, why don't you go out and observe what the world needs? And all of a sudden you pick up some trash and somebody says, thank you. And you're like, yeah, Me? it's true. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> and so that's exactly it is you have to look at the reflection of both. So I, I literally what you just said is exactly the way I think we need to teach that is to show this. This will get balanced. Once you start to put in here and vice versa, they need to be balanced. You need to have an inner critic that's kind and and consistent. And then that voice goes out there. But you can start by speaking kind to others. And then what happens? The thing, you know, it's funny. I was just at the gym and there was a, a, a guy I play basketball with and his dog was passing away the other day. Oh, and I know, I know. And so, so he had mentioned it while we were playing. And the first thing I did when I got home, I go, I hope you're doing okay, man. I go, I was just really thinking about you. And I was just playing with him again. He goes, do you know, the only other person in my entire life was my best friend who called me. He goes, that really meant a lot to me. Sweet. And yeah. it's just, but it's one of those things where it's like, it really made me think, because, hey, let's be honest. It doesn't matter because I teach this stuff. It doesn't mean I don't live the flip. So as I said that to him, it made me go, you are a really good person. You really are. And those moments where I'm hearing the voice going, you know, Scott, you're not this, you're not this. That's how the game is played. You speak it out, it speaks back to you. You observe out, it observes back to you. You listen out, you listen back. So right on point, um, everybody needs to, and I don't like to say need. That's a beautiful opportunity for us to all grow. Because when you yes. say need, nobody does it. <laughs> right. That's that, that's yeah. that way. That's, yeah. to, to your point, to your point, that's yeah. that, that's that yeah. rock in the pond that yeah. causes those ripples. 100%. That's the way I, that's the way I visualize it is the fact yeah. you just go out there. That's what I did. I started donating my time to people and I started realizing this. I'll, I'll actually use a different story. So back when I first started coaching 20 years ago, I did it because I just became a natural at it. People say, man, you just give great advice. And I just feel like so much better when I talk to you. And I was like, okay, I can do this thing where I can help people. So I called it pay it forward coaching. Mm -hmm. So the thing was I'd work with them for six weeks. And during that six weeks, they'd have to go through, do three nice things for complete strangers and then come back and tell me about it. That was their payment for my services. And I thought it was just my way of kind of like getting, getting people to do, go out like the pay it forward. I saw the pay it forward movie, God's honest truth. I went, okay, I want to do something like that. I want to, I wanted to go do something like that so I can use my gift and go pay it forward. And what I found out pretty quickly, it was, I mean, my coaching was good, 
but it was the fact that they started to learn more about the act of giving and the enlightenment that they received from that journey of doing that. They realized that they were in such a better place than they really thought that they were. The abundance that came into their life and the security and the confidence and the courage that came in there as well was pretty paramount. It was pretty, uh, pretty instrumental. I did it for about 18 months and uh, the stories that kept coming back time after time after time, I was like, wow, this is a beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing that because that's a, that's a perfect, represent, perfect representation of what it is that we're, we're going to be doing. And that kind of dovetails into something else. I mean, we got the self-love component of it, but I think about what you two are both like experts in is that connectedness part. How do we get more connected with ourselves, like truly connected with ourselves um, in different vibrational levels? I'm learning about the vibrations and the chakras and stuff like that. How can we be really more connected with ourselves as opposed to seeking that external validation to feel that way? So we're more connected with ourselves when we're sitting in silence and you know, you can call this prayer, you can call this meditation, you can call this reflection, but we're sitting, when we're sitting with ourselves without distraction, and you guys might say, okay, Oracle, but you know what, I'm, I, I can't meditate because I have anxiety, I have whatever, insert reason here, and I say to that, no, you just, you're out of practice, you're just out of practice, this is like giving a basketball to someone and going, go to the three-point line and make sure you dunk it, you're, you're, you're probably not going to get it in the, in the first shot, and that's okay. Um, but really sitting with it, looking up prompt questions. I actually met this nine-year-old girl not that long ago, and she got her first journal. And she showed me her journal, and there was prompt questions inside of it. And I said, where did you get the idea for this? She goes, well, I thought about it, and I Googled four, and then I wrote the rest of them myself. And it was like questions like, what do I aspire to be? Nice. To become? And I'm like, People pay me to tell them to go <laughs> to go to write these prompt questions in. And here's this nine-year-old little girl figuring this out by yourself. The idea is, where are you stuck, right? Because we don't know how to get through the stuck, but you probably know where you're stuck at. Where are you stuck? And then go investigate questions that will teach you how to unstick yourself. Why am I stuck? Where am I stuck? How do I feel? Before I was stuck, how do I feel now? that I'm stuck and investigate, keep taking off layers. Where, when does this come from? Where does it come from? Now that I know this information, what do I do with it now? That's the key thing. Cause we get so caught up in the why, why did I get abused? Why did I get raped? Why did I get uh, betrayed? We get the reality is we might not always understand why that's one of those life's mysteries of the why's. But I promise you, you can find the where, you can find where it affected you. You can find how it affected you. And if you keep digging deeper, then you can find a strategy to move through the effect, reformulate what it has done and take that. And I'm not going to sit here and give you this BS answer that what kill, didn't kill me makes me stronger because I don't believe that crap. I believe what didn't kill me made me wiser. It made me wiser. It gave me knowledge. It gave me It gave me reflection so that I know for the next time and not to go with that dude, I go for the next time not to go down that hallway, you learn, okay? It's wisdom that we gain. And in that wisdom, it provides us with a sense of knowing and power that gives us strength to take action when it's needed. And it's always needed all the time because we are always in constant unfoldment of who we are True. and constant change. And if we don't keep up with ourselves, we leave ourselves behind. I love it. I love it. Glenda says here, she goes, I love this. She is so on point. You're speaking Glenda's language. So thank you for that. And I don't know if you remember this when we were in, uh, when we were in Chicago, but, uh, 
I don't know if you can read that. What, what did does, your tattoo say? Because I'm on the phone. What doesn't no, kill me small. only makes me stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually used to say that. All, I say that all the time. I'm like, every day is a new day. And what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Because I always look at that. Like, what doesn't kill me is actually a growth opportunity for me to go. So I look at things like, oh, man, this is killing me. I'm like, all right, Chris, it's making me stronger. And I truly believe that. So it's funny when you said that, me and Scott were like, oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember that, but I, I had mean, that tattoo. Well, you know, that was my... That was my army mentality. No pain, no gain. And I don't subscribe to that anymore because life is not about pain. Life is about ease and flow. And when we are in alignment with ourselves, we are in ease. And that ease creates flow. It's only when we are out of alignment or mismatch or doing something that's unsustainable in our lives, which we know and recognize, which we choose to avoid because of pain, suffering, programming, etc. That is when it's a no pain, no gain thing. Until you are in that state where you can surrender, you will be put in a place of ease and everything else will flow. So no pleasure, no treasure. That's my model now. Ooh, no pleasure, no treasure. That sounds kinky. I'm going to incorporate like that. that. That, that <laughs> could be a tattoo right there. I like that. No pleasure, no treasure. <laughs> but no, no but treasure. pleasure is all things. Pleasure is sensation. Pleasure is family. Pleasure is love. It's things that we, that we create. We are those creators, right? So... And when we're in that space of creator, when we're in that space of joy, of pleasure, of things that we find pleasurable doing, and it can be kinky or not kinky, you know, I subscribe to it all. Um, it, <laughs> um, it creates, we create that, uh, that reality for ourselves and we create treasure, those things that we find value in because that's what treasure is. So we live a treasure full life. Yeah, no, I love oh, that. I love you, know, you know, it's funny. Some um, there were there were some guys talking at the pool today uh, at Lifetime Fitness, and um, one of the guys was complaining that all the girls nowadays they just want money, they want this, they want this. And I said, it literally kind of what you just said. I I said I would find girls, or I would go to places where yoga is practiced, where people are doing breath work, where people are doing the inner work in groups, and really see the difference because those are the kind of people that. They're trying to find what lights them up and do that. They don't need to go to a bar. They don't need to do this. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to find what really lights them up. So they might say, hey, let's go read some poetry. And that might not be for you. They might say, hey, let's go drink these really expensive teas. And doesn't this one take whatever it is, but find what lights you up. Because that at the end of that is where that treasure is. And we see relationships that aren't going well. And once you start to subscribe to what you just said, it, how, how easy is it to look at people and go, they're not getting to the treasure. And I'm just joking like the way you're saying it. But literally, you can see there. there's no pleasure in what they're doing. There's not a connectivity. There's not a connection. There's not. There's no light. It's almost just kind of like blah, 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 blah. And we've lost. Collectively, we've lost the ability to do that because I don't think we understand what that pleasure even is, like you said. True. I think we just do so much that we don't know how to be in our own space and just enjoy, you know, you referenced earlier, you either believe in magic or you don't. However you want to, you think everything's a miracle or it isn't. Like it is, it's if everything's a miracle. Like I just don't understand how people see the opposite of that and don't see the miraculous nature of this existence. Don't see the treasure. Don't see the opportunity. It's just, I mean, do you get a lot of that? And you know, the people that you're working they, with. They didn't have any models. <laughs> it's a great that's a great point they don't have models so how do we oh so so here's the the questions to that and this has been the big one for me how do we become the model how do we teach other people to become the model how do we space the models out because i've had some up leveling things that have happened to me over the last few months and i love the idea that 
I find people who are very like-minded in the most crazy groups, or I shouldn't say that, like-hearted, like-connected. So you have this person who's Christian, this person who's atheist, this person who's Jewish, this person who's of this belief, this person who's very conservative, this person who's very liberal. And I start finding people and I'm like, oh, you were put there to light that group up. Mm -hmm. You were put there to be the model. And then all the models come together to the only truth. Does that make sense? Because that's what I'm starting to see. How do we get, how do we inspire, assist, help others become those models or the light within their specific groups? People often, especially when um, I had my wellness center, that uh, I was assisting <clears throat> in the collective consciousness awakening, but I am not going out forcing my dogma onto anyone because those people who are ready to hear it are the only ones that have the right soil, the right pH, the right nutrition Amen. for me, for my seed to be absorbed into their earth so that way it can root inside of them. And within ourselves, we can be the model by just working on us, by us writing, by us going in nature, by us meditating, by us changing our diet, by us moving, by us releasing those things when we go, hmm, should I do this? If you have to ask yourself, hmm, should I do this? Then, then it's probably no. It probably doesn't feel good. Yeah. Letting go of vibrational people, is that I don't want to answer this phone call. It always makes me feel icky, then don't answer it. When we start doing those things, and I have a, a 30 day, um, uh, I have a 30 day challenge that I do with my clients where it's like in 30 days, I promise you, one of your friends will say, what are you doing different? Oh, because yeah. they start to notice. It's an unspoken <laughs> thing. We don't have to tell people. It's like an honest person doesn't go tell people, I'm an honest person. An intelligent person doesn't go to people and say, I'm intelligent. No, it is just something that exudes from them. So when we start to cultivate authenticity, Amen. and that is looking at the bullshit and being, oh, okay, that's bullshit inside of me, and I recognize that that's what it is. I'm going to throw it out and be accountable of it, and then also loving towards it and go, yeah. This was bullshit that I was carrying this whole time, and that's okay. When we start allowing ourselves that onion, the, pe the peeling of the onion, it exudes from us. And people will then naturally, who have the right pH in their soil, will connect with that. It's unspoken, but it's a frequency thing. It's not a communication thing. It's not a comprehension thing. It's a frequency thing. And people will be drawn to you like moths to a flame. I, and I, I, I will speak for myself when I say a long, long time ago, I was that woman who would enter a room and everyone would say, oh, you know, when I first met you, I thought you were a bitch, but you're pretty cool. You're pretty cool now. And I will tell you now, I will walk into any space, anywhere and leave feeling more love. I walk into spaces now where I am received in love by total strangers. And that is because as I'm peeling away the onions and I love me more, other people feel that. And their sure. intrigue comes to me and we yes. connect and we communicate. And then it's like, wait, how do I stay in touch with you? How do I know more about you? Because there's nothing that you have to say that you do or don't do. We're here to be guides. And mm -hmm. we can only guide by illuminating our own inner lantern and walking up the mountain, knowing that once we reach the top and we start to come back down and ease, that there's only another mountain to climb. True. And when we don't allow ourselves to put ourselves on a pedestal, of I'm better than you, then we always know that we're just everyone. We are everyone in every experience. The collective. In different we're, in this, we're all in the same book on different chapters on different lines, but we're mm -hmm. all in the same book. Beautifully mm -hmm. said. Beautifully said. Oracle, I want to shift gears here for oh, a second. Good. 
I want to shift gears for a second. Recently, you went and took a road trip, and I thought it was really brave of you. Talk to us about that road trip. Talk about talk about what that was about for you and what things you learned about yourself during that expedition, because that was something that most people would not have the balls to go do. And I applaud you so much. I was following your journey when you were doing that. Talk to us about that journey, what it meant for you, what prompted you to do that, and what you learned from that experience for yourself. So I actually have like multiple episodes on this on my show, but essentially what happened was, what happened? It was, I started having a vision about a, a guy and his child. His child started astral projecting. I know that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Started projecting into my house, and I was like, spirit, what is this? And I usually get these, like, little stories that start to formulate, and it takes about a year for them to ever conclude, and this has been my life for a long time. I know you, most of you won't subscribe to this, but this is just my reality. So eventually, um, that person winded up finding me. And I was like, whoa, I actually been seeing you in my house for like a year. And I know exactly what you were doing on Christmas Eve. And he goes, what? And I'm like, yep. And I tell him, this is exactly what you were doing. You were praying on Christmas Eve for me. You needed someone in production to help you. Stone ghost white face was like, oh. And I said, you were doing it in front of an open fire. He sends me his journal entry and he sends me a picture. And it's a picture of the damn bonfire shaped in the heart calling me in. And I said, yes. And I know what your son looks like. I described his son to the T. Blue eyes, blonde hair, short haircut. Mind you, the guy I'm talking to is Lebanese. You would have never guessed his son looked like little little Bobby, Billy Bobby over there with the blue eyes. And so wow. I winded up flying out to Texas in March. Met his son, who is three years old, and I kid you not. We're sitting in the back of the truck. We're going to the supermarket, and this little boy says to me, Oracle? I said, yes, Caleb. He goes, I remember you. And then his dad in the front seat turns around, looks at him in the car seat. And I said, Caleb, where do you remember me from? And he says, in your house. No shit. Fuck my mind. spirit was coming into, yep, swear to God, swear to God, there were four people in this car. Uh, He remembered it. And I, this is the first time I went on a pilgrimage where someone else knew I was coming because I've been many places around the world finding certain people to help them through certain thing and this was the first time someone knew I was coming even though he was three years old <laughs> so um the person his dad his name is Awa he owns Awa Productions which is a conscious production platform um like all right you know come to Texas and I'm going to teach you production so I actually drive to Mandala Springs in um Carolina I get there I'm only supposed to be there two days filmed this live stream for Food Forest Abundance which is about regenerative foods mm-hmm. and then leave what happens within that moment the the person who owns the company loved me so much was like please make a show just for me so we started working on a brand new show and i thought in two days i became a showrunner for someone i just met uh and i started to make a, a show for him called legendary planet and it's about permaculture and sustainable and regenerative foods fast forwarding this is my first time driving 10 hours to carolina in a 20 year old car i haven't drove in 10 years i did not drive for 10 years because medically my license was taken away and i knew upon leaving on this because spirit had told me that my heart would i would have to break my own heart and i had to release my partnership that was no longer service to me at that time so i go and i take this journey which winds up leading me into communities that i never even knew existed i mean they're not even like googleable there's these places all around the country that i was visiting by friend of a friend of a friend, um, that is off grid. There's not even a freaking cell phone tower. I would get no service. There was no light after sunset. There was no showers. There's not even deodorant in these places. Okay, that that was that was kind of the hardest one for that was the hardest one for me. 
And here I am living in the Appalachian Mountains in a tent during monsoon season, a person who couldn't even walk 15 feet because all on the guidance that spirit would lead me into this journey of production and learning. Fast forward to the end of my trip. I'm now in Tennessee because I had hitchhiked from Colorado back down because the person who took me up didn't want to bring me back. <laughs> and um, I wind up coming to this place, which you guys can find on internet, because uh, Viceland made a, a documentary about it because they said it was a cult. It wasn't, but they said it was a cult on Viceland. It's called The Garden. So I get to this place and I'm like, why does this place look so familiar? And then I realized, oh my God, this is the place that I saw on Viceland. Oh, what oh, wow. is happening? <laughs> I was like, what's that? What is this? But it was just really living off grid, um, not making any trash, living off the land, living with the water, no electricity. Um, and a, co a commune of sorts, um, which was very beautiful. And while I was there, Spirit told me, because I was like, Spirit, like, this is the end of my trip. It's four days before I have to come back home. You said I was learning production, and it feels like things keep falling through. What am I doing? And they said, at the garden, you will learn, you will, you will complete what you needed to come for. And I was like, at the garden? And I didn't know the place was called the garden. When I got there, tell me how there was people from Discovery Channel filming this off-grid community which I winded up getting picked up on for cast and made me come back next year. Can't really talk the rest about it. But they're, they're filming about these um, <clears throat> communities that are off grid. And then the showrunner is like, you know what? I love you. I want you to help us do some editing and some other things. And I was like, this, this whole entire several months, because I was told I would learn these things and I had no idea how to do them. I, I learned, you know, doing these kinds of shows, we have some minimal production qualities. But, you know, it got more detailed and, um, yeah, and so that brought me back. And, of course, just like Spirit said, my heart was <laughs> while I was gone. And then, I, you know, coming back home, trying to pick the pieces back up, found out my, my dude was having an affair. So I had to sell my house when I came home. And then right after that, and you're going to love this, right after that, my car got totaled. So yeah, now it's just like the whole entire world of my world of 12 years is coming to a crumble. Why? Because it was unsustainable and we were not listening to the signs of how impractical we were living and how it was no longer serving us for our growth and our soul's mission and our soul's mastery. So now we have to restart from the foundation. And ultimately to live what we're here to which is our purpose. And our purpose comes from our passion, assisting, aligning with that flow and ease to be the best version of myself and love myself more every day with what I give in service. Purpose Oracle. comes from passion. Oracle, I'm, I'm so grateful I asked that question. I was like, I'm gonna ask her about that because I was just curious for my own because I was following your journey and commenting on it and seeing what you were doing. And I remember it was like started off to be one thing and it was another thing. And I did, you were talking about your documenting your journey. And I was like, man, this chick's got balls. She's fucking, she's out there just doing it and living it and being it. I remember you said that you hadn't driven in 20 years and all this other stuff. So I was like, in my brain, I was sitting here like, I guess I got a little whisper saying, ask her this question. So such a brilliant thing. We've already been talking for 55 minutes. Oracle, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this. We've had so many amazing comments in this time. Absolutely. The, of the show and everything um where can people get a hold of you to to experience you in person 
Sure. If you want to come work with me, you can go to oracleofapollo.com. We can do energy coaching where we shift your energy, put you back into alignment, have you release and recognize what's sitting in the physical body. Um, or you can get a reading with me, connect to your loved ones as well. You can follow me on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the Oracle of Apollo. And don't forget, you can also chime in here on E360 or you can follow my Facebook page, Divine Encounters E360 TV, if you want to hear more people going through these kinds of stories of supernatural encounters with something that is greater than themselves and have an expansive opening mindset to allow you to create divine experiences in your own world. Bravo, bravo, bravo. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, right up there on the screen. And uh, Oracle, I just can't thank you enough. This has been such a phenomenal conversation. What a great way to start off the year. Uh, appreciate you so much. We're going to have you back on the show because there's so many different ways that we can go into this and help educate other people to be become more connected and, and educate myself as well. So for a little greedy part for myself, but thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I'm going to put you backstage here for a second. Don't go anywhere because we still want to talk to you afterwards. So don't go anywhere. We're just going to close out the show, but we'll be right back with you. Holy shit, Scott. I knew, told you it was going to be right up your alley. What do Beautiful. you think? What, a, what an amazing conversation, right? Wonderful. Absolutely great. Inside now. Loved it. Loved it. You know, it's, it's, uh, I was really, you know, listening to, because so many of us get all the signs that we need to not necessarily like end some part of our life, but to shift a part of our life into a new space. And I would say, you know, I mean, again, I don't know what the numbers are. Very, very, very few, maybe a percent of people actually follow that journey that they were supposed to take that massive shift. Um, and when she was talking about regenerative farming and permaculture and off grid places, I'm instantly going to, I feel like I need to talk to her too, because I own a, you know, a good sized piece of property in Costa Rica. And we have a commune that probably could get that kind of a vibe that somebody's like, Oh, was this a cult? Now there's some electricity and everything. We've got water there, but it's very commune. Like everybody brings their brilliance to the table. There's a lot of like hearted, different, belief systems but one common understanding people and it's it's just a high vibe place where using permaculture the fullest nothing wasted it's just an amazing place and when she was explaining appalachia there i felt like that just costa rica and west virginia <laughs> so that's <laughs> super cool no i love it i think everything she said was on point love her explanation of the ego love the observer explanation i just hope that people if you listen to this and some of it was not fully processed. Um, no harm, no foul. Go back and listen to it again because yeah. there's some golden nuggets within this. And if you're reading a book or starting the inner work or you're starting to step into a different place, there's a lot of step one stuff that you just heard that you want to listen to again, I promise you. Yes. So listen, absorb, step into your observer state, be aware you're getting there. So mm -hmm. loved it. Loved it. Perfect. Perfect. Now I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I really love the the analogy talking about the soil and the pH balance. And, you know, for me, it's always the, the right time, the right person, the right moment, the right, you know, everything's like for, it happens on purpose. But I think one of the things that we do to ourselves and our own detriment is that we don't, we don't take those cues as, as a sign to go forward with it. We say, what's that? What's that? We're just, we keep pushing it off. We keep pushing it off. I invite all you guys out there, much like myself, I have not been this type of person. Trust me, like 10 years ago, I could not have had this conversation. I'd be like, okay, you guys all fucking up in the <laughs> air and crazy. got your head up your ass. And no, I got, I got the success plan, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But at the right moment, at the right time, I met you, I met Lee, I met so many different beautiful people. And now I've opened my mind, I've chosen to open my mind to say, let me understand this a little bit better, as opposed to sitting there saying, oh, it's that shishi fufu stuff. That shishi fufu stuff has got a lot of merit in the world for us being spiritual beings here, having that human experience. 
So I love, love, love what she was saying. And I love the way she put it in beginner's terms for us. Um, and I think it was so beautiful because when we sure. get real with that and we get connected with ourselves and we have that self-love and we have that propensity to go out there and share that love with other people, it's pretty incredible what type of life we can really truly receive and in abundance. So, and I love the other thing that she said about the fact that she used to be seen as being a bitch walking in the room and you don't have to go around telling everybody you're smart and everything else, but they just know I'm the same way. You're the same way. We can walk into a bar and immediately a party will start around us. You know, it's yeah. just the way you and I are. It's just, it's just the way we are. <clears throat> we kind of proved it in, in San Pedro or wherever I was mm -hmm. <laughs> with yeah. the roses and the singing and all that good stuff. Um, we'll talk about that. That's, that's private stuff. Um, but we had a great time, but I just want to highlight some of the beautiful people that have been here. We've had so many people in here. Thank you guys all for being here. We had Robert in the house. We had Glenda in the house. We had Monique Wiggins in the house. She says, hi family. Thank you very much. We had Ellie Lawton from UK. She says, hello, Glenda really dug this conversation. Robert dug the conversation. He said, uh, yes, I admit to being a fanboy. Um, love that. <laughs> and Michael Baker in the house. What's up, Michael? Thank you. He says, uh, you get sick and yes. tired of being sick and tired. Yes. And he said also right. enough is enough, which is so, so true. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a awesome conversation here. We had it with everybody. Appreciate you guys. We had Daniel in the house. Daniel and I met at the empower. We also with uh, the Oracle. So it was pretty awesome. Thank you, Daniel, for joining us. Appreciate that. Um, and Mr. Lance joined us, uh, Mr. Lance a lot. I uh, was just having a conversation with him on Facebook messenger today. So thank you brother, brother for uh, chiming in and, and being here with us tonight. Um, uh, I love what here, what Daniel said, he goes, the destination is fun is the journey. And that is so true guys. I want to stop on that just for a second. I, I saw that comment earlier and I just want to highlight that for a second. I was watching an interview last night. Most people know the band kiss, right? You wanted the best, you got the best kiss, the hottest band in the world. Ace Freely, the guitarist for Kiss, was talking about the interviewer said, you know, talk to us about, you know, the best times in your life and the worst times of your life, because he's a known alcoholic, a drug user. He's been sober for 13 years, I think now. And he says, you know, the most money goes at the height of my fame. When I made the most money, bought the most cars and everything else, he goes, I was the most miserable. And I've heard that so many fucking times mm -hmm. in my life. I've talked to millionaires, billionaires, rock stars, actors, actresses, no shit. I've talked to all these people. And it's pretty amazing that we sit there and think that the materialistic aspect of life is going to bring us that abundance and bring us that, that love and everything else. But it truly isn't. So I love what you said that because we have to enjoy the journey. And one of the things that I've found from people, Scott, is the fact that it is that journey. It's that grind. That's the thing that keeps us coming back for more and more. You make all the money and sit there and retire. And I've seen people do this. They think, oh my God, I made it. I'm going to retire. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And then six months later, like, fuck, I'm miserable. I don't know what to do with myself. And then they start going down that downward cycle of insanity. So Daniel, I love that. And then uh, Lance also said here, be the example, which is so true. Be the example for yourself, ladies and gentlemen. This is a brand new year. It's a brand new you. I just did a walk and talk this morning talking about choices. You guys have the choices out there to decide what it is that you're going to focus on. You have the choice to sit there and say, you know what? I'm not happy in this aspect of my life. So what am I going to do to change it? I'm not going to ask anybody else to change it. I'm not going to expect the magic pill or anybody else to come into my life to make it better for me. I have to make that choice to stand up and sit there and say, hey, listen, I listen. I'm hearing a calling for me to do something different. Stand up and take that calling because at the end of the day, we're only here for a moment. And I just encourage you guys to do that. Any final words, Mr. Scott, before we shut out the show? I just think it was a wonderful show. Everybody just take a deep breath and go enjoy your weekends. Take a deep breath. You don't need it, Chris. You don't need it. <laughs> no, I'm not. It. Just take a deep breath and just be centered and just be here. You guys got this. Go enjoy yes. some time with yourself. Do some yes, inner work. Yes. Go connect, yes, yes, yes. go connect, start here. You'll become the, the model organically. And this world's going to become more beautiful with your brilliant self that is lit up in it. So go do that. And we want yes. you to do it. We're excited for you to do it. 
Yes, yes, yes. And thank you guys all for being here. And last but not least, if you have not done it already, please go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com, www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Join our Facebook community. Come and let us know who you want to see on the show. Tell us what type of subjects you want us to have on here. As we shared at the beginning of the year, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently after I think May, where we're going to be doing seasons of the show. So we're going to take a main topic and then we're going to like dive deep into different aspects of that new seasons of the show just to bring you more and more value. So we need to know what it is that you guys want us to do and then we'll make it happen for you guys. So go to theunfilteredexperience.com. Make sure you go there. First and foremost, be out be out that go connect with the oracle and uh and, and just dig into that beautiful mind of hers and uh, next week on the show we have cliff ravenscraft uh this guy is tremendous i met him on an owl app which is a communications app uh tremendous guy he's going to bring a lot of uh ideas and opportunities for you guys to expand your mindset develop your courage and just have a kick-ass life so thank nice. you all for being here we appreciate you go have a beautiful weekend go be with your family go enjoy the moments get out of your head and get into the moment and love the journey we'll see you here next week on the unfiltered experience we love you guys peace love you guys